Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Special guest coming up this week on Legends Territory, Braun Pierzynski and Brock Holt. Three hosts for this week's episode. And Brock, you also brought a prop for Roger? strategically placed the horns for, for the for the for the rocket coming out the ears beautiful it looks great that's good because i want him happy because otherwise he might throw at me through the screen at some point one did that toughest, happen one of the toughest most uncomfortable at bats you ever have when you face roger clemens because you knew if you even looked at him wrong he would throw one up at your neck never never on purpose though according to no. him always just happened but uh great interview and a great dude off the field. Played golf with him a few times. Just, just an awesome fellow. Let's chat with Roger Clemens. The great 11-time All-Star, 7-time Cy Young Award winner. If I do the accolades, it'll take me the rest of the show. Roger <laughs> Clemens joins us right now. Roger, how you doing? What's up, man? Hey, and I love the shirt. So, also, Roger representing and will give us a little insight on Tiza, as we had Charge the Mound powered by Tiza, one of our great partnerships that we've got on foul territory. So let's start there first. How did you find out about and get involved in Tiza? And can you also run through like the history of dip in baseball and how this could be such a great alternative for um, players young and old? Yeah, so just jump right in. My number three child, Casey, uh, Casey played for the Blue Jays, just retired from playing professional baseball. And uh, he brought it to my attention. He got with the Tiza guys and the doctors and everybody else involved. Um, former running back there in Tampa, Mike Allstott. He, Mike's a big part of it. Did a couple things for him. I just thought it was a great idea when they, when, uh, they pitched it to me. And uh, I think they just signed the uh, National Horse Cutters Association. So they got those guys on board. And... Uh, you know, I never really dipped or chewed. I, I tell, I'll tell you one funny story down the road as we're talking about a movie I was in, the Cobb movie. And, uh, but yeah, I never uh, dipped or, uh, or chewed. So I think it's a, it's a great alternative. Um, I talked to a bunch of guys and when I tried it, like I said, it was more of the, the mint flavor, I think is their mo most popular. They have one that is a relaxation one that you can do afterwards. I've got more than a handful of golfing buddies and actors that uh, basically 24-7 have a, a, a tobacco pouch on their tongue. I mean, I think they got hair growing on their tongue from it, but, uh, <laughs> but it's, uh, it's, it's a mess. But, it, yeah, it's a great alternative uh, to do it. I mean, you can actually, uh, which we've done before, I've taken a, uh, a Tiza packet and put it in water. It's just like drinking iced tea. So you don't have to spit. You don't have to do any of that stuff. And it's, uh, you know, it's just a great product. It's something that's out there that uh, – can, uh, you can take it maybe even all down to some of these high school kids that uh, get on tobacco way too early in their career. So the, the thing that you, I guess, in the major leagues, if you think back in the early 80s, uh, AJ will know what I'm talking about, but the early 80s, some of those guys would be out there pitching and you see a big old chaw in their mouth and uh, it actually has a tackifying effect. I guess they could use that 
now where you can't uh, go to your put anything on your glove or any pine tar or anything like that. But I think it was Dennis Martinez. I was in an all-star game and I ran out after he pitched. And this was before they threw out every baseball. Uh, if it hit the dirt, the ground or whatever. And uh, I picked up the baseball after Dennis. Now, De- like I said, Dennis had a big old chew and I think he wrapped bubble gum around it to have the sugar and the stickiness to it. And uh, I grabbed that baseball. It was like, it's the only time in my career I think I ever spiked my fastball. There was so much uh, <laughs> stickiness to the to the baseball. So, but it's a good product. Like I said, uh, uh, my number three son Casey uh, got me involved with them, and and uh, he does a lot of my stuff, getting uh, us out there, and told me about uh, y'all's program and uh, and getting on this uh, this call. So it worked out perfect. Roger. Um... Jake Peavy also. He wasn't that. He wasn't that long ago. Oh, he used to do that. He used yeah, to have the Jake. big old rapid bubble gum, and he'd be like, "Oh, I make dude ball so sticky." You guys oh, were yeah. cheating before you guys were cheating. Yeah, there, 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 there was Velcro on some of those, man. I tell you what, <laughs> no, no telling what the spin rate would have been back then. Roger, how's the golf game? Well, buddy, it can be better. Uh, we just got back from Tahoe. Great event. American Century does a great job. Uh, finished middle of the road like I normally do. Um, you know, they take two points at Stableford System, so they take two uh, points away from you on double bogeys. And uh, the greens are so fast. I mean, I feel like uh, when you're trying to you, – you feel like you're on defense a lot of the time. And uh, But, yeah, I see dead people still when I'm putting for double bogey. Uh, it, it, it gets nasty out there. And, uh, but, uh, Seth Curry and all the guys that are really good players, they play a lot of golf. They're scratch golfers. Uh, they put on a great show. Uh, I had a couple chip-ins, had a couple bright moments, almost won a, a hole in one on the boat, lift, lifted out on a par three for, for, for a boat. And, uh, but under that great, great time. So, uh, it's always fun when you can play, when I get outside of Houston, where I'm at, uh, to uh, to get out and play and where you can play, you know, a few days in a row. And, of course, I see you in a couple of those events, parts down there in Orlando. I love playing at, uh, what is it, Orange Tree and Bay Hill. Uh, yeah, you skipped fun. out on me this year. I was, I was I, playing with I, your boy, and then I thought <laughs> we were going to be partnered. And next thing you know, he's like, yeah, Clement skipped out on me. I'm like, what the yeah. fuck? <laughs> yeah. So, well, I told you, Orange Tree, I, I don't have any problem missing there. I mean, I hit four iron, and I still go out of bounds. Exactly. Like I said, I, I told you the, the best uh, shirt they should have out there for the logo is a, is a golfer with a ball holding a, uh, his hand out straight with a ball in it, and you're dropping every other hole. So <laughs> that, that, place, uh, that place will get you right in a, in a hurry. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, Rocket. So... AJ is very active on social media, but um, for someone who's so outspoken, as you know, he was not on social media before this. And we were just talking about this maybe an hour ago on the show. Why are you now very active on social? And we've seen you pop up on on ESPN. Obviously, you're, you're on with us here. So have you kind of embraced interacting with fans? Are you enjoying it? What's been the, the pop? 
Yeah, no, I've always interacted with fans. I'm on the move all the time, uh, probably doing stuff, what, 50, uh, 44 to 48 weeks uh, out of the year. Uh, a little bit slower now with my oldest one. We have twin grandboys. I'm Poppy Rocket now. But, Poppy uh, Rocket. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the, they're six years old, and they, they keep me on the move. But, uh, no, Casey and, and Cody, who's with the Phillies, they, they, they keep pushing me out there. You know, I don't mess with this stuff too much, but uh, they handle it and we push it out there. And when I have anniversaries on, you know, my 300th win or something happens, and I start getting a lot of texts from my former catchers and uh, different players I played with over the 24 years. We try and, you know, throw it out there. They, they're keeping me, uh, they're keeping me up to speed on all this craziness, but uh, we have fun with it. And uh, when the boys say, hey, dad, you need to go on this podcast, you need to go on this Zoom call, uh, they shove me out there. And kind of the same thing with my foundation, guys. I've had the Roger Clemens Foundation for we just celebrated my 30th year of ha uh, helping at risk kids. Uh, I know Brock does a lot uh, with the Jimmy Fund in, in Boston and different stuff like that, too. So we, we still do stuff for them. I'll I'll do some TV when the Red Sox get here to Houston. I uh, still do stuff with the hometown team or if the Yankees or any of the other former clubs call and ask me to talk or come in and see a couple of their young pitchers, we do it. I love doing it. I was one of those guys way back when. So, uh, and again, as AJ knows, I have a special spot in my heart for all of my catchers who uh, I stay up with uh, from over the years. Um, you know, I had, you know, I, I, I did it up and did it right and did it well, but uh, make no mistake about it. My catchers were very, very important to me when I was performing and they paid attention to detail, which I loved and, and basically needed the, uh, the most. All right. Hey, Rocket, if you can see, I strategically placed, I'm not, I'm not a longhorn, but I knew we were having you, you on here. I strategically better. placed these horns. You took Just, that off the front of your car, huh? Off your Cadillac? Yeah, that's, hey, off the Cadillac, <laughs> man, right off the front. Stuck them, stuck them right up there coming out nothing, the ears, Nothing man. like heavy-duty zip ties, baby. Yeah, I hear you. Hey, well, hey, I, I, you you just mentioned um, you know Cody. I I uh I think it's cool, man. As a as a as a dad myself, and see your see your kids, you know, play at the highest level, man. I I wanted to kind of get your thoughts on well, one, how big of a Phillies fan are you, and and two, what's it like as as a guy who's had your career, who's been as as successful as you. Um, I'm sure seeing seeing your son play at the highest level has has to got has got to feel almost as good as, as a lot of things that you, you've accomplished in your career. Yeah, it's cool. You know, I loved, uh, you know, all four boys played uh, uh, sports to a certain level and, uh, and some uh, obviously three of the four professional level. Um, and I tell them, you know, that's a, it's a privilege and an honor to be able to do that. It d doesn't happen. You know, you have to put the work in behind the scenes and really I would love Cody to even uh, talk to, talk to you because um the job that you had to do, it's, it's so difficult if you sit five or six days, especially now everybody throwing a hundred and, and uh, you know, throwing two seam bowling balls in there. And of course, as you guys know, there's no, there's no fastball counts anymore in baseball. I mean, everybody gets three, two, and these guys throw 98 to hundred and they're throwing a slider or a changeup. So um, I kind of stay out of it as a dad. I think I would be more anxious or nervous for them if they were on the mound uh and and stay and playing an everyday you know a position player playing every day i get to kick back and watch if they ask me i stay i play the dad role if they ask me a pointed question um you know i'll give them a pointed answer on it you know and and i really tell them with the pitch clock now 
um, to to pay attention to the catcher. He's really calling the game. He's really, uh, I mean, he's having the guys shake uh, to a certain sign to, for a decoy. Uh, you just really have to be a student of the game and pay attention to what's going on to give yourself a little bit of an edge if you can get an edge in the game. So I love it. I love it. He's with the Phillies. I've, I've gotten to meet a lot of those guys. Uh, I was teasing uh, Bryce Harper that when he was 14, he climbed my fence here in Houston to jump inside and hit my indoor facility And uh, when he was just a youngster. But uh, those guys are great. They've taken him in. He's He's been sent down. Hopefully he'll get the call back up because he can play both corner positions, both outfield, right and left field. And uh, you know it's not good. I don't like to see it, but they bring him in in the blowout games to, uh, to pitch. So you, you guys know when he – I was teasing him. He got traded from Detroit to Philly. When he was with Detroit, uh, you know it's bad when their highlight of the season hit. It was it was Cody on the mound striking out Otani. You know you know it's bad. Yeah, he got Otani. Yeah, just tell him for me. Yeah. Tell tell him for me to keep it keep it above thirty one miles an hour because I still have the record. That's and right. I don't want you, I don't want anybody breaking it. You threw that completely out of. I mean, it had to hit the top part of the the the, the K zone, I guess. Oh but, yeah, uh, I, I yeah. got I got I got Trevino some 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 framing points on that one for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they they the uh, he he calls it his air cutter. He threw him an air cutter real real nice and slow about sixty, and uh, and, and punched him out. And then he was, he called me. He's like, Dad, I didn't even realize I, I reacted, pumping my fist and everything. I said, No, it was good. It was a good reaction. I mean, it was uh, natural and. He said, "Hey, you think uh, you think if uh, I get the ball and send it over, the dude will sign it?" And I go, "Hell yeah, he sign it. So send it over there." So Tony signed it for him, and uh, and that uh, that 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 was a that was a pretty cool moment. <laughs> I think cool. it, I think it put us in the in the we're in the lead now. Father son strikeouts, total strikeouts with him punching out Otani. I think we uh, passed the Stoudemire's. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> See, I didn't get to that. The record the book. introduction of See, Clemens. Yeah. Also, the leader in father-son father punches. Hey, God. listen, while you guys are in front of those computers and all the stats, some dude just hit me one, and I guess it's verified. They had a great trivia question. AJ's going to love this. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, who is the oldest friggin' Yankee to ever record a base hit? The oldest That's Yankee, you? and it was A. DiMaggio, B. Babe Ruth, C. Lou Gehrig, or D. None of the above. And it's Roger Clemens. It's Roger Clemens. None of the above. Dogs, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, I have a question. All those, no, 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 all those, question. all those. I think, I think it was a knock in Colorado. I thought it was going out, almost missed first base. I get the second <laughs> base for the double, and you know everybody's going nuts in the dugout. And I, I kind of pump my fist and jack around with them back. And then I realized I have no air in my lungs right now up here. I need to breathe. So I needed the camera to get off me quickly. I was trying to breathe. Here's my question. So you got a hit and you, you pumped your Believe fist it. and did a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Well, now I remember facing you. We yeah. did that against you. Guess where the next one was going at your freaking no, neck. So no, did the dude, no. don't give listen me no to, bullshit. We got no. tape. We got tape listen to, to prove me. it. Listen, but to now me. listen. Did the dude throw it to you the next at bat? Did he bow tie you? Hey, you got you can't. How do you miss my ass at the plate anyway? <laughs> so, and I love the National League because if I did want to pitch and say, "Oh, you go to the National League, this or that," it was just the opposite. You then you didn't have to worry about one of your teammates getting hit or whatever, but. You know, I, I, Pards, listen, just like they said, 
you, you, people hated you facing you on the other side, and they wanted you as a teammate. I la- the shit, some of the shit you were doing, I laughed, but I knew that if I was uh, throwing ever throwing to you, that you, if we were, if we were around the plate, not getting calls, you would stand up and let the umpire know about that. We're going to be out here for four hours if you don't get your right hand out of your ball. You ain't, you ain't kidding. Start calling I, strikes. So I ain't out there for that, four hours. Let's get that's this why shit I love you know, guys like you and Charlie O. Guys that you know, I didn't have to stare at the umpire because he would stand up and 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 chew the fat with him pretty quick. Here you go. Okay, so you mentioned earlier that your kids have been helpful with the appearances and everything. Now, when are they setting up the fight of all fights at? We already scheduled it, Madison Square Garden. It's going to be powered by Tiza, and you responded to Let's it. Go. Mike Let's Piazza go. versus Roger Clemens. We'll donate half of it to charity. You're going to raise a ton of money. Um, when's that happening? Oh, it's got to be a ton of money for me to get in there and, and try and whoop somebody's <laughs> ass. <laughs> so, uh, uh, I, I just turned 60, by the way, guys. I, you know what I'm saying? So I have to get out and, and, and try and run a little bit or do something. But no, I think what happened there, Casey uh, informed me that uh, Mike did some kind of podcast or something. It came up and, and uh, he was having fun with it. And uh, But yeah, those celebrity matches are always fun. Um, there, hey, there's been... Uh, there's been all-time great boxers going in the ring and get their ass kicked for less than that. Yeah, but nobody nobody has the name cachet of Piazza and Clemens. Dude, that would sell out. <laughs> I mean, that would be crazy. If, if we could somehow make that happen. I don't care yeah. if you're 100 years old. You well, and Piazza are 100. You, if it happens, you guys you got to be two you bulls guys, I'm, not doing, I'm not doing it unless you're my corner man. That's fine. There we go, man. Can I throw in the towel at any point? (laughs) No, there's no throwing in the towel. Once you're in, you're in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, That'd be great. There's no, there's no NBA flopping or any of that. You, you got to go. By the way, it was, it was our podcast. Roasted. It was this podcast. (laughs) He came on. He was like, just FYI. He's like, that'd be fun. Yeah, he actually did say that. (laughs) Roger, what? uh... (laughs) Sorry, I'm laughing. We okay, think it's funny, some, don't you? I do, because there's a lot of people that like to fight me over the years, so it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. AJ will be the undercard. Yeah, so yeah. it's like, yeah. it'll be like 200 people, though. But, it'd be like yeah, a be people, last man standing. People, How long can I make it? It'd, 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 it'd be a tag team. You're exactly right. there would be people tagging in. <laughs> Roger, there's so many stories about you. And obviously, I faced you, and, and I know, you know, a million times I faced you. You punched me out. I got some hits off you, whatever. It was always fun. I knew it was going to be a challenge. What's the one story? Because I have a million stories too about me that some are true, some aren't true. What's the one story about you that gets a lot of play that you would say it's not really true? Man, there could be a lot. You play twenty four years, you hear you hear a lot of stuff. I mean, I tell everybody everything on uh, whatever is Wikipedia or whatever. I wish I had much fun as what's on the internet about about you. You can't you can't really control it, but. Um, I don't know, guy. You, as you know, you see me away from the field or when I'm not pitching. I think that's the reason why I got called back to play a couple extra years to come out of retirement. Uh, I enjoy uh, keeping the team together behind the scenes, uh, having a good time. But I was taught as a young kid, you know, when I was out there on the mound, the, uh, when I represented those four cities and I had their name across my chest, I was very serious about my work. And, um, you know, you have to go when you ask the question, Parge, you got to go back and, uh, you know, look at look at my history and where I people that I give thanks and I and that I'm most proud of and have the most love for is my family. And um, 
you know, it starts, you know, my pops died, uh, had a second heart attack when I was nine. I was raised by my mother and my grandmother, two strong-willed women. I mean, my grandmother said it famously when she said, hey, if you're going to be a ditch digger, you'd be the best damn ditch digger in the country. And uh, my mom, I watched her work three jobs. So when I hear people talk about the, us professional athletes or make an asinine comment about having a silver spoon or having it made, you know, you got to do a little background uh, check on, on your personnel before you make a, a dumbass statement like that. And it really does piss me off because, you know, my mom worked three jobs. I didn't have a car in high school. I thank God we only lived about three miles from my high school. So I ran back and forth with my backpack from baseball practice to our town home. And uh, I mean, my mom's, I, you know, I, my sisters remind me, but I, I remember my mom uh, on two different occasions sitting at a kitchen table with her hands in her head, knowing that our electricity is going to get turned off within 24 hours. And so she worked her tail off. I mean, I helped her stock coolers. She was accountant by day, stocked some coolers in the afternoons on weekend. And we also cleaned office buildings. And she really is the one that pushed me once I got drafted early to not to go to the majors to uh, continue my education. That's why I ended up at the University of Texas. And, uh, and then again, I had three wonderful coaches. My high school coach was like a father figure to me. And, and then I played for a, a baseball lifer, Coach Wayne Graham, who took over the Rice program. And the Rice uh, baseball program took them to a national title. And then uh, obviously playing for the winningest coach at the time, Coach Cliff Gustafson at the University of Texas. And then, uh, you know, winning the national championship, beating Alabama. So there's a, you know, there's stuff that goes on. Then then you get to the pros and people see you behind that glove, you know, staring behind that glove. And uh, like any anybody else, we're all locked in. Like I was talking really earlier to get off topic a little bit with Brock. Um, you know, it's not easy what he did, you know, to sit there and pinch hits what Cody's doing. I keep trying to tell Cody, when you're playing once every four or five days, you can't really worry about results. You got to have great at bats. I can't name since early, and I don't know if you guys can, name me a, a really good pinch hitter from, say, 1980 to current time. I mean, I think of a maybe of a Matt Stairs, possibly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Matt Harris. Matt Harris is the guy. Yeah. So you guys, you guys might have a, you know, being versed in it, in, in, in it every other day better than I, but it's, it's a really hard role to do and, and enjoy the moment. You, you know, you don't play, but when you do play, you face Verlander and you're hitting fifth, you know, or something crazy. So, um, you know, that's the advice I try and give not only my boys, but your viewers that would be there now. Um, you know, again, being, you know, the, the, a 12 year old dad, I get I get it all the time or I get a cool letter from a single mom at, at my foundation about what to help her 12 year old with. And I try and tell these dad at these baseball fields when I go out there that when you have a 12 year old sitting at third base and we're sitting over here in a lawn chair and a ball's hit at your kid. It looks to us so slow and methodical that it's no problem. The kid kicks it around. It's it's such a fast paced game for them at that age. So you just have to remember, I know that you were a great, you know, friggin' high school player and everything, but understand the game, man. It's not, it's, it's, it's very difficult. I sit in the stands now with the work that I do with the Astros and uh, it looks again, real methodical, real easy. Everything's happening. You get on the field and you turn it around. As you guys know, it is, it's coming at you at a high rate of speed. You have to make this split, you know, split decisions uh, very quick. We'll swing right back to Legends territory in a sec. Let's shout out our good friends that hook us up with the sweetest shades in the biz. Yes, Shady Rays. 
who we are excited to be partnered with for this run of Legends Territory. Do you want world-class products without paying your ass off? These are your guys right here, okay? If you like what you're seeing right now, but you feel like you shouldn't be paying at ridiculous prices for polarized sunglasses that look good, that give you all of the style, all of the protection from the sun for your eyes. This is where you need to be looking. Plus, it's not just about how you look, but how you're treated, which is important here with FT and with LT and with everything that's a part of the Foul Territory group and the Legends Territory shows is if you have a problem like you lost or broke your shades, we don't need to have a whole talk show about it, okay? I like how AJ is really contributing here. <laughs> I'm just looking good in my shady rays. Oh, now that I took them off, I can contribute. Thank you. Actually, I liked what you were doing. Just just shaking your head, agreeing with everything I say, which is rare. I'll go back to that. <laughs> but if you lose or break a pair, even on day one, they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. That is part of the lost and broken replacements plan. And also Shady Rays has a great setup for receiving shades and maybe you're not into them within the first 30 days. Cool. Return them. They'll get you something new or they'll refund what you've got. So lots of ways to be taken care of by the best in the biz, Shady Rays. And we want to remind all of our watchers, listeners of Legends Territory that you too can be like AJ Pruszynski. Exclusively for Legends Territory watchers and listeners. Shady Rays is giving out their best deal this season at ShadyRays.com. Use the code FOUL, F-O-U-L, for 50% off two-plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. AJ, you nailed it. Back to Legends Territory. All right, so I never dipped in my life, but I did. Just, you made me put a tease in. He's got yeah. some teaser going right now, baby. What do you got? The mint? What flavor do you have? I gave him the goods. Cool mint chill. Yeah, yeah. We need so, the sweet. Te- we need the sweet teaser version. That's yeah. what I want. There's so check this flavors. out. So so check this out. So I was in the movie Cobb with Tommy Lee Jones. I got to play. It was really cool because I got to play. Ronnie Shelton was the director. I got to play like a Christy Matheson 1915 pitcher. So I went in, they cut my hair real short. They gave me, they, they, they told me to grow my beard out a little bit and it wasn't enough. So the makeup artist, she, she dotted me up and made me look like I have a five o'clock shadow. And you fill out that thing about cigars and cigarettes. Do you dip, chew? No, 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 no. Check all the boxes. And there's a scene out there where it's only a baseball scene and I'm going to throw to Tommy Lee. He's going to, he's playing Ty Cobb. He's got the split grip on the bat. He's going to hit a double off me and we're going to, bitch each other out a little bit and banter a little bit. It's the only scene there. And he slides in, you know, Ty Cobb would slide in high with spikes and uh, he, he ends up hitting the catcher pretty good. And, uh, but again, it's the only baseball scene. And actually in the movie we're filming in Rickwood, Alabama, it's a hundred degrees. I'm in an all wool uniform, this old school uni. And, uh, Ronnie Shelton wants me to have like a dip or two or something like it looks like in my a little pocket or whatever. Well, I said, no problem. Just give me a little uh, piece of black uh, Tootsie Roll or uh, licorice and we'll be fine. And the prop person's supposed to have it. We're ready to go. Boom. We're on the field getting ready to do the first scene. He says, where's the Tootsie Roll? We couldn't find it. Nobody could find it. Not, we had nothing around. 
the little bat boy that we have, he's got red man uh, chewing the back in his back pocket. So I said, all right, the hell with it. Give it to me. So I take it and I sponge it up really tight, like size of a dime or a quarter. And I put it in my bottom cheek, and within a minute, I'm in uh, La La Land. <laughs> I'm, sp- I'm spinning like I'm on a carnival ride. And now I got to pump and go up over my head and do this old school wind up, and I got to throw one high and tight on him. And that's what starts the scene. Well, I'm spinning, and I wind up, and I throw one about 85 to make it look real right at Tommy Lee. And I thought, I, you know, you got the soft hats on back then, you didn't have helmets. So I barely miss him. He goes down the dirt, and I'm like, oh, my God, I about killed him. And I walk up to apologize. He jumps up and starts doing his line like, is that all you got? If I couldn't throw harder than that, I'd wear a GD dress or something. And I realize he's doing the scene, so I just jump in and start doing the scene. But that was my uh, – other than one other time hunting way back when, that was uh, that was the first time I had a little uh, chewing tobacco in my bottom lip, and it, it was uh, – I, I have no idea. I'm thinking I have no idea how somebody could do that and pitch with that. Uh, uh, you you wouldn't be able to see the signs that you put down. Yeah, we got a much better alternative nowadays. Plus, uh, yeah. good to know that he's he's sending messages even when he's not on, yeah, on the big right? league mound. <laughs> Wait, better better role for you that or oh, yeah. Skidmark in Kingpin? Yeah, that's you know that's bullshit right there. You bring that up. What do you no, mean? <laughs> no. Uh, uh, yeah, so so let me I'll do a quick one on that that one. Uh, so um, uh, I was supposed to be in Dumb and Dumber, and the team wouldn't let me go. We we're going to film one day somewhere. And Wait, were you going to be Sea Bass? I was going to be Sea Bass, kick Damn. his ass, Sea Bass. Yeah. So and the Fairley brothers, they they love to have like a New England, uh, you know, uh, athlete or whatever in their movies. So I said, listen, they're not going to let me come. I'm kind of disappointed. It looked like it was going to be fun. But Cam Neely, Cam was with the Bruins at the time, and I uh, said, get Cam. So Cam had kind of a Canadian accent, and most of the lines in there for like a shit-kicking truck driver. You know, I'm going to kick his ass, sea bass, and all that. So they go, we're going to get you. We're going to get you. So you just stay tight. So the following winter, they called, and they said, all right, we got a roll for you. It's in the offseason. We're filming in Reno. We're flying you in there. Take one day, we're filming at night, and you can do it. And I said, I'm not going anywhere, boys, till you tell me. I know you guys got a crazy nickname. What's my name in the movie? And they go, well, if we tell you that, you won't come. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, what is it? And he goes, well, you're Skidmark. And I go, you guys are freaking crazy. <laughs> and I said, they go, all right. I said, what, do you, what am I going to be this time? And they go, you're going to be another shit-kicking truck driver. You're going to come into a bar, and Randy Quaid's going to be dancing with your girl, and that's where Woody's going to be with you, Harrelson, and – here we go. And, uh, but yeah, they, I, the hat I had on, I had an earring in, I had three tattoos of the girls that I had, had dated or married and they crossed two of them out and I had the current one on my, on my <laughs> bicep. And then, uh, my hat, my hat was the best. My hat said, uh, truck driver hat said ass grass or cash. No one rides for free. <laughs> <laughs> so I had a big old mustard vest on. Yeah. So there we go. So we, we, you know, it was Woody was in the basketball from that white men can't jump. So we played basketball, ran up and down the court from about 11 a.m. till two in the afternoon. Then we'd go rest and we filmed at uh, from like 11, 11 uh, p.m. till two in the morning in the middle of nowhere in Reno. So Jeez. but it was a good one. They, those guys are crazy. Their movies, their movies are crazy. That is crazy. That would have been cool yeah. if he was in Dumb and Dumber, too. Yeah, dude, yeah. yeah that, was, yeah. that was a classic. Yeah. Hey, Roger, I want to ask you. So. 
Um, when you played with the Astros and, and you had the setup for a little bit where you could pitch the home games, how did that come about? And AJ said that, what, that same year, was it? It was the same year. Same year. Was Barry jealous? Oh, gosh. Did you did know Barry about Bob, this? Did you know that Barry was pissed at you? Because yeah, he goes, well, why can't I just play the home games? And I said, <laughs> Barry, you're a left fielder, dude. You got to play every day. He's like, yeah. that's bullshit. How's Roger getting this and I can't get it? I'm like, because you play every yeah. day. Yeah, that got its own. That got its own life too. That obviously never happened, but the, the somebody had put that in there. They were enticing us to try and, and to get me to come out of retirement again and play for the hometown discount. But uh, I think one, I think one, uh, one day after I pitched, I stayed back and didn't travel because one of the young guys we were in a big playoff game in high school, and and then I got on a plane, paid obviously my own way, and went to that city. So that got a lot of late life that. I wish I won't only pitch home game. That'd have been a that'd have been a great deal. That, that's that. as good. That's as good as it gets, right there. Yeah. yeah. See, yeah. By yeah. Way, I'm still. I yeah. told, I, we've talked about this. I'm still pissed. At you I had to. I had to travel on the road. Go on the road because there's too many nice golf courses. <laughs> go go by play. By the way, a few I'm still pissed courses. at you about that. First, we talked about this playing golf one day. The first game you pitched as an Astro was against us, the Giants. And dude, your strike zone was this big. Pinch yourself. Oh, Pinch dude, yourself. even the umpire, the umpire the next day is like, I'm sorry, I got a little excited. I'm like, oh, yeah, I bet he apologized. Because couldn't, you couldn't reach the balls, right? It's two strikes, the crowd in Houston's going crazy. The only one you got to look at that was bitching and moaning was 3-2 on Barry, and I painted his tail and walked straight <laughs> off. <laughs> and, and and that would be two strikes now, especially how they pinch you east and west, and you they – I would love it now because they call that high one and then you drop Mr. Splitty on you. That would be, I'd hear, I'd hear all y'all bitching and moaning. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you think about all, all the new stuff going on right now? Pitch clock and, and shift restrictions and all that. Are you into this? Um, yeah, I'm middle, middle, yeah, no, middle of the road. I'm kind of middle of the road on the analytics. You know, I call them propeller heads. I've had to talk to a few of them, talk some sense into them. When you got a guy out there that's your, your main go-to guy and you're thinking about pulling him in the fifth inning, uh, you know, they're going to have to, they're going to have to, you know, with all the changes, they're going to make a change in a quality start. It's going to be five innings and five runs and, uh, you know, all this craziness. But I, I like the pitch clock. I work fast. I called probably 90% of my game from the mound with my looks. Uh, again, that's why, you know, somebody hit a foul bar or something. AJ would be looking, staring right at me. And I've got the next pitch in motion. And uh, every once in a while, we'll come out and have a quick talk on uh, when the game gets to the crucial part of the game. Um, which, which now for guys, it's again, it's the fifth inning. It's not the seventh or eighth inning when you're out there. Um, the, uh, you, 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 the, the big talks that I had with the different teams that I talked to in spring training, the big deal was um, for the veteran major league guys, it was going to be an issue because they never worked with the pitch clock. You saw the minor league guys that came up, especially in spring training or were with the club the first month or two they had already adjusted to it because they had it in the minor leagues. So, um, again, you, you, what I told him to be aware of is when you, again, AJ would know this, the time he put in behind the plate is as he puts the signs down and you're just going to throw it, you become from a power pitcher to a power thrower. You, you're not thinking about how you're going to break this guy down within one or two pitches or maybe his second or third at bat, how you're going to get one of these key players out that are hot in the games on the line because you're just grabbing the ball. The catcher puts a sign down, you grab it and heave it with no purpose whatsoever what you're trying to do. So it's really important now with, I think the the guys behind the plate 
have an enormous job now to try and keep these guys on par to understand how to execute the pitch and not be a thrower. I mean, most of your relievers are power throwers because they're coming at you with elbows and legs. I mean, I tell people sometimes it looks like a blender with the lid off of it, but they're doing it for 20 pitches. So I think it's just real important for starters to pay attention to detail and, and, and still pitch even if you don't have your 95, 96 miles an hour. Now, I tell people I won 200 games because I had great stuff for those games. I won another 160 or 70 because I got out of second and third with, or, or bases loaded with one out. And those, those are the games that you, uh, when you're driving home and you're mentally fried, that you really enjoy the most. Or after the game, I'm sitting with my catcher and they're like, man, I have no idea how we got through that game with that, you know, with that going on. Those are the games that you really, um, you know, are thankful for and that, uh, that, you know, you know, you really mentally, it's been a mental challenge for you. Yeah. You're, you're talking about pitchers not having their, their 95, 96. Um, how, I want to know how much, how much velo the, um, the icy hot added. If you didn't have the 95, 96, do you go, do you go up under right. and, and, and add a little bit more or what? I, I love these. I love these fables, man. They're so great. It's, uh, <laughs> I mean, it went from a little bit getting on my upper inner thigh in one game. I was out there stomping around like a quarter horse to where now he puts it on his friggin' sack every time he goes out there. <laughs> I go, yeah, I really want to put red hot on that uh, th- there before I go out. And that's fun. That's that's why I introduced the mouthpiece, right? You had to have a mouthpiece so you didn't, you know, bite your tongue or break your teeth. So yeah, the best was uh, one game. Uh, it was it was freezing, and I put some red hot on the back of my calves and up on my inner thighs. I switch t-shirts sometimes or long sleeves, whatever it is. In between innings, I'll run up and and uh, and switch real quick. And I wanted to switch sliding shorts, so I put on a tighter pair of like uh, biking pants. And when I did, the red hot got on the inside of that, and of course it got up in, in, uh, around my sack and everything else. <laughs> like a, and and uh, uh, on my way to the mound, I'm like, oh, this is a problem. And uh, I was on fire. So, and, and I, I think it did help my velo actually. Probably that game, I picked up a couple miles an hour. Well, there you one go. One thing led one thing led to another. In New York, El Duque finds out that he thinks that I put it there to get going, and he was real lethargic. So he tried it. He ran in so fast. <laughs> he ran in so fast after the first inning. We held the game. This was before a time clock or anything, obviously. And he was in the shower. He was supposed to be on the mound in the second inning doing his warm-ups. We couldn't find him. They said he was in the shower with soap trying to get the thing off, the red hot off of him. Because well, he, he was on fire. There's also, forget the icy hot, there's also, I don't know if this is a rumor or not, that you took Viagra before every game to get the blood flowing. <laughs> I don't know anything about that. All right, I, that's I, another I, famous I, one about you. I, well, hey, about Robert, I think, fun, I think that fun. was about. I, t- I take one. I think that was about Giambi parts, but I appreciate the <laughs> But, but hey, it's they, fine. I, I, I take one. I take one before every every uh, foul territory. So listen, that's yeah, why to, so get, damn to get me yeah. ready for the podcast. Yeah, they they uh, 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 they they said that um, who was it? That was uh, one of the guys were with the. Um, oh, it was it, it was it was you got atomic bomb. 
the three levels of this stuff of this red hot stuff of this uh, and it had the problem about it when i put it on my shoulder i'm allergic to menthol so it would kind of almost break my skin out too but you had you had uh regular atomic bomb then you had red hot and then you had this stuff these dudes were putting on called capsulin and you talking about peeling your skin off some of these guys and some of these batting practice coaches who had bone rubbing on bone would put this capsulin on and i mean i tried a little bit on both calves one night i could not believe how hot that uh that stuff is it's it's insane but yeah no it it all sounds great they're great stories boys it'd be good for a movie <laughs> there you go good for a movie good for a good for a movie good for a a, a podcast um, oh, yeah. let's let yeah let, i got one more um no more talking about icy hot and sacks and all that and all that stuff <laughs> Thank, yeah that'd be, that's I, I, great I, that's yeah, great part yeah I kind of want to know, um, you know, if, if you were commissioner for, for a day, what is something that you would add, take out of, of today's game? Something that you want to see change, something that you, you, you would want to add yourself? Well, when you ask the question, it's an easy answer. With all the changes they made, it's my pet peeve. They call it a foul pole. When you hit it, it's a fair pole. Start referring <laughs> to it as a fair pole. It's a fair pole. So... I feel like um, that we could actually get done for you, right? Like, that's like a very that. reasonable claim. I, yeah. you know, sometimes people really go wild with that question. Like, that's just like a very, I feel like that's a simple solution. Scott, listen, hey, when you go off air every time, just uh-huh. make sure you guys say it like you're ending it when you're promoting something. It's a fair poll. Um, anything else? Um, you know, heck, they still got their walk-up music. You, you know, you have to change with the times. I mean, some of my NCAA college high profile coaches that I know uh, in college football, they've really had to make the adjustment where you, you know, you got to let guys do their swag, especially now with the portal, everybody will transfer. If you can't, if you don't let the guys play the music in the locker room, and if you don't have their TV in front of their locker with their highlight plays on showing them and, and their swag and all that. So you still got your, you still got your music. You still got to be some entertainment. It has changed obviously, you know, with the guys celebrating, and, and doing their stuff, but uh, man, I I don't know right now. Again, I like the I like the speed of play right now. I like the pitch clock. Um, I think enough is enough with the checking the guys coming off the field. Uh, that that looks. I mean, that's just cheesy, chintzy, whatever. I mean, again, I think if you asked ten hitters in April and in October in playoff time when it's freezing cold, if you would rather have these dudes that are throwing a hundred have a little control of the ball in some shape or form. They, they, they would agree with it. So, um, but yeah, no, I mean, I think, you know, I love the game, the way it's going. I love our superstars that are playing right now. We did, we did a segment before the all-star game on Otani. Uh, you know, it's incredible what he's doing. He's got the body to handle both. You're going to have to sell, sell a chunk of the team to him. And, no, uh, you can't do that though. Oh, they'll, 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 they'll they're going to have to find a way to do it. Let's do something when he's done. <laughs> When he's done, cash, baby. Yeah. yeah, they're gonna have to figure out a way to uh, pay him, you know, down the road. One of those contracts that pay you a million dollars for the next eighty years. Give <laughs> me the new Bobby Bonilla. Yeah, that's exactly right. They're might they're gonna figure, they're gonna have to get really creative. Let me tell you, Rocket. <laughs> last thing before you go, you mentioned first of all, I just want to say you'd be throwing at these dudes left and right if they were flipping bats and doing all this shit. So don't give me the oh, I'm okay with it because you'd be you'd be throwing at dudes left no, and right. I, I saw hey, you I've been, doing, I've you know adjusted. You that's back then when you weren't supposed to do it. 
Oh, okay. I'm, I've okay. adjusted. I've adjusted to it. Oh, you've changed, man. It's, you've changed. I like hey, it. You've changed. No more icy you, you, hot. No more throwing it to you. Yeah, like oh, yeah, yeah. I want to exactly. face you now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, much, much more comfortable at that. Listen, and then, listen I, we've got plenty of ice, baby. It only hurts for a minute. We've got plenty of ice. <laughs> and you, it, would, it, you would stick your body in front of it anyway to get the first base. Exactly, because yeah, I didn't yeah. have to strike out. Right. Hell yeah. That's right. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, and then second of all, there's rumors. Now, you used to come out to Creed higher, I know, when you were a Yankee, right? In Yankee Stadium. So you had your walk-up music. Don't roll your eyes. There's rumors <laughs> of a reunion tour next Lincoln, year. No, no, you missed it. Lincoln Park. No, there was Creed for a little Bang. while. There was Creed. Uh, you had Creed. I don't know. I don't really play it. Well, I can't. That's how, when you get old, baby, how old are you? Uh, I'm 46. You don't, don't remember it. Damn, yeah. you're still you're no Wait, Creed still or Lincoln young. Park. He Which came one? out to Creed. Oh, okay. And I remember because but Creed reunion tour. We're going, you and I. Well, I'm in. Hey, he's my neighbor, I'm man. In. Scott Stapp's my neighbor. There you go. They're they're doing a reunion. There's our uh, there's our tour. there's our there's our there's our hookup. Right. You can only name drop twice a month, and I know you've used it up already. <laughs> hey, take it easy, Skidmark. Brock, Brock take it easy, Skidmark. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Brock already dropped the the Creed, the Creed singer, and and Viagra. So he used his two today. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'll use my two. All right, two. so good. You guys will go on the uh, on the Creed tour. Yeah, let's go. Go for it. Uh, you guys, let me know. How it goes. <laughs> which which one of those bobbleheads on your desk is AJ? Which there's it, a lot of. Oh, we got a lot of AJs. It only hey, Where's I know how it one? works. Hey, I know how it works at home for him. Yeah, his only goes end. forward and backwards. Yes, it does not say no. He's. <laughs> Everything he does is bobble goes right. this way. Yeah, only. honey, what do you want me to do? Yes. There it is. Wait, yes. show him that there it people is. like that one. I can't, show him. I can't get it. You can't reach it? Wait, can't. hold on, Raj. There, this is, this Look, is. this is my favorite one that we have. And the hair, I think, is real. Uh, um, we can get a, hold on. Here, hold, it. Here, yeah. hold it, hold it. They'll give you a close-up. Does hold it look on, like here it comes. Single them up, baby. I don't know, we're trying here. Hold on. It's coming. Zoom, it's coming. zoom in. There we go. Wow. That's AJ. Man, looking like Mr. Green Jeans. <laughs> oh, look at that. Almost a mullet, too. Oh, yeah. It was nice. Look at that. Yeah. real hair, too. They shaved yeah, it off. Yeah, they give all of his hair, and then they oh, put it on these bobbleheads. And it's fun. Well, it's about time. <laughs> <laughs> it's about damn time. Roger, it was awesome having you all, yeah. man. Really great to catch up. And, and again, also, thanks for you know informing us more about our great partnership with Teza. Um, yeah, and thanks, let's, boys. Let's, let's throw that up there real quick before Roger goes to, to show everyone, because we got this Appreciate running. it, man. Um, TizaEnergy.com. Cool. Use the discount code FOUL for 20% off your order. Again, Raj, thank you so much. Appreciate you, man. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks for having me on, man. I'll see you all down the road. Yeah, all sure. right, Roger. See you on the golf course. Peace out, boys. We always appreciate the MLB Players Alumni Association for setting up these great conversations. And if you missed any of them in the past, they're all up there for you on Foul Territory's YouTube channel or you can listen on Apple or Spotify. And for more information about your favorite former players, hit up baseballalumni.com. We do this every single week on Legends Territory. Great one with Roger Clemens. See you next time. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.